code name. That's true. <laughs> All right, we're going. Yay. All right, hold on. I got to turn off my phone. I'm getting so many. I'm blowing up. All right. Oh, you're so fucking cool. No one ever talks to me. I know. <laughs> you know that no one talks to me? Yep. So many code names, so little time. All the names. Is that your new catchphrase? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's all, all the catchphrases, all the time. <laughs> cool. Yeah. All right, here we are. We're back after a long hiatus. Yep. So, uh, morning snackies? It's early. It's all snack. What do you got? I had an idea. It may, it's it. You know, we we try not to be too heavy here, but this is a little more serious. I was thinking about what you know. This this might be short because you might say I don't know, and then we don't have anything to talk about. But <laughs> what do you? I'll try know, not to do that. Okay. What do you know about the dead and their response to political issues? And I'm specifically thinking, mm-hmm. uh, given what's going on now, like. Uh, civil rights movement, um, yep. which, you know, obviously in the six mid sixties when they were just starting out was a huge thing, and uh, I think they tried to be apolitical in their shows and whatnot. Although I know uh, Phil, maybe in particular, maybe some others talked about stuff a little bit. But what do you know about that? Um, I know a little bit. I know that. Um they generally did not get involved. Yeah. They generally did not. A couple times, though, I know that they did, and it was interesting to see what they did get involved with. Mm-hmm. They were really into the rainforests, the rainforest benefits and things like that. That was like That was later, a cause though, they right? supported. Yeah, that late 80s. Late 80s. Um, in the... I know, I, I believe, I'm not going to say I know, I believe they played um, Black Panther stuff, gigs. Huh. Yeah. Um, Which implies some sort of support. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they were, I mean, it's hard to go to, it's hard to be like playing at something called like the BN and all that stuff and, and say like, you're not political because those were inherently political. Yeah. Right? The acid tests inherently political. Were they? Um, what do you mean? I, I thought well, the acid tests were just, just like, you know, well, yeah, but you can't, I mean, you can't do something like that with the goal of turning society on its head without being, without that being political in some way. It's not I like mean, you're going just, to the acid test or supporting them regularly and then like going voting for Nixon. Right. Right. You're not, you're, you're saying you're, you're giving, a, it's a commentary on what you feel society is 
the, the wrongs of society, right? I mean, you're, you want yeah. to do something different because you don't agree with how, with the status quo. I mean, that to me is in itself a political statement, but other, but, but I, I know that there's that, there's a, he's gone in 81 that they dedicate to Bobby Sands, a guy from the IRA who died on a hunger strike. Huh. Wow. And there were little, there were things like that where they would just like dedicate a song to somebody, but they didn't like write political music. They weren't like, you know, like they don't have like a fortunate son or anything like that, you know? No. Um, yeah. they sponsored that Lithuanian basketball team. Oh yeah. Yeah. Remember? Like it yeah. was, it was really interesting. And they had the Rex foundation. I mean, you could, I guess we could go look and see what the Rex foundation has spent its money on. That was kind of like their thing. That's right. Yeah. But not, you know, really not a lot. Not verbally supporting candidates. No, you know, they just um, walked the walk. They didn't, they never talked the talk. Right. And I'm, and they all had, I'm sure, their own opinions, and I'm sure they differed amongst the band uh, and politically. Um, but yeah, they never really like came out together as a group and said we are supporting this cause. Other than things like you said, like the rainforest, which is not super political. I mean, it is some people. It, it the environment has become political, but I feel like it wasn't as much then. Everyone just kind of agreed, yeah, rainforests are good. Right. But um, yeah. Yeah, it's interesting. I, yeah, I don't know. I feel like if I had a audience or a voice like they did, it, it, especially at a time like now when there's so many things, it would be really hard not to say some things about some things. It would be very hard for me to bite my tongue. Yeah. Very hard. But I don't know that they were biting their tongue, right? They just probably, they seemed to me like they felt like, if they felt like saying something was the right thing to do, they would have said something. They weren't like trying to be like, we don't want to, we've got a good thing going here. Like, let's not rock the boat. I mean, they yeah. certainly weren't worried about that. They weren't worried yeah. about image or losing like a record label or anything like that. Right. I mean, they just did what they felt the best thing to do was. And apparently that was, um, you know, yeah. that, that would just be like what they, they would do what they wanted to do. And this isn't what they wanted to do. Yeah, and musically and otherwise, we always compare them to fish. Did a I just lot. say the same thing seventeen times? <laughs> it's all right. Over and over and over again. Yeah, the same word over and over again. Yeah, like, things, 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 stuff, and things. Yeah, they would have done it <laughs> <laughs> if they wanted to do it. They would have done it, but they didn't they, do they it because like they didn't things, want to. They do them things. <laughs> um. Uh, but like, you know, uh, Fishman came out for Bernie and even had like the Bernie dress yep. and all that, like, but that mm -hmm. wasn't a band wide thing, but it's interesting that they would allow that to be, it was not, it was apparent while he was on stage at times and they didn't do anything to like stop it or, you know, let him just express himself. But I think it's cool and they should, but it wasn't like, you know, a whole band, uh, support I can't disagree with you <laughs> <laughs> that was a long pregnant pause uh, so did it have, what kind of baby comes out of a pregnant pause a pause baby babies um, with paws yeah like a kitten I guess <laughs> pregnant pause yeah that means like the babies come out of their paws ugh 
Oh, can you imagine like your palms get swollen with like things squirming around inside and you like oh, it oh. out. every it's all it's a it's a c-section it's a on your hand it's like a in your palm and vagina it's a p-section <laughs> oh boy i don't like the idea of anything moving underneath your skin that just freaks me out yeah yeah, about think, those those worms that like you get in the Nile and they go up like your leg. No, oh my God, no. You know what I, I mean? Don't think anyone likes who like who who oh. wants that. Although yeah, I, heard I don't like it. I heard an NPR story from a guy who had really bad allergies and they were so bad. Yes, that he was willing to go in, into mm-hmm. Africa and yep. walk that around was a radio lab, walk around in the poop. And get uh, hook, get hookworm, which two is two weeks walking around la- African latrines barefoot. <laughs> yeah, and then he started selling his poop with the hookworms yeah. around to people, so they could get the hookworms to get rid of the allergies. But I guess allergies can be pretty bad. But if I ever knew there was a worm inside me wiggling around, <laughs> I, I, I couldn't live like that. I could the, not live like that, knowing that, guy, that that was there. And that guy was like, wait, what's, oh. what's, what's this Claritin? <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? You <laughs> <laughs> um, ever use a neti pot? Uh, I've used the equivalent of a neti pot, but yeah, yeah. I think they're great. That's a weird feeling. It is, but it helps. Feeling the water run hmm. across the roof of your mouth. Yeah. But on the top, <laughs> that is weird. Yeah, you feel it on that on the roof of your mouth, but it's not in your mouth. Yeah, ah, oh, it's weird. It does feel good though when it's the when it's the uh, like that time when like just you're, there's so much pollen in your nose, and then you just flush it out. Ugh, <laughs> it's so good. Flush the stuff. All right, <sighs> all right. That was a good snack. That was so satisfying today. Uh huh. We only have. Hold on a second. We only have five versions. That sounds like a lot to me. <laughs> no, normally it's way more than that. What do you mean? No, I don't think so. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> All it, right. It is. I'm telling you. All uh, right. For examples, Saint Stephen. We did one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Mm-hmm. Uh, what else? Cold rain and snow. Oh my goodness! One, two, three, four. Dude, that was five, a long six, one. Six, seven, eight, nine. That was a forever show. Dear Prudence doesn't count. That was just one song. Mm-hmm. Uh, China Cat. Oh my word! There's so many. All right. All right. Like I think we did like fifteen. <laughs> wow. Hundred. Some of them were just segments, though. That's true. Anyway, this one's only five because it's a long one. This song is one of the longer songs. Good. And uh huh. This is going to be a new one because there's no like there's no like '60s or early '70s version of this song out there. Wow. So we're stuck in the later days. Okay. Later days. Later days. <laughs> See you later days. <laughs> it's only nights for me from now on. Whatever, Darsh. <laughs> Stand <Sorry>. Darsh. <laughs> uh, 
All right, so I think you're going to know it from the first chord. Let's see. And this is the first time this song was ever played. August 31, 1978. Second set opener. So... Yep. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Funk, 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 funk. Oh, yeah. Notice how sparse it is. Yeah. It's like the drums are sparse. piano on this one, which is also not what you think. No. So much auto wah everywhere. I think Bobby's is a real wah. Yeah, maybe. I was thinking that too. Yeah. But Jerry's keeping that funk beat in the back. From behind. Yeah. Low, low on the, on the, on yeah, the, growly. Yeah. Feels a little back in the mix. Yeah. Kind of weird for this track. It's a great recording. Yep. I love that sound Bobby's got. Yep, it's great. It's right. It's really right in its pocket. Like it's, it really is. It's very crisp. The, yeah. Crystal. Yeah, the frequency he's at is like not overlapping with anybody else. I think he's underwater. It's just right behind the beat. It's just. It's right. Like it's not competing not only in its own register but it's finding places in the measure where other people just aren't playing yep and it's it's cool to hear jerry sing this with his you know younger voice yeah I'm just so used to like the pop bear version of these, this song. Yeah, but they played it a lot when it first came out, right? Uh, yeah, they did. But I'm just used to the later versions. Oh, here we go. Oh man, I love that Mutron. It is great. And the, the licks he just played there are so interesting when you think about where the song is ultimately going to go. But it's yeah. And I probably should have played the. Now I'm thinking like I should have played like the, like a standard version first. Like what you normally think because this is so different. No, but this is the first one. Picture. And I'll hear yeah. the, pro, the the progression of it. It's 
get like a, it has a real driving disco beat, right? The yeah. Drum. But that's coming from coming from the recording, though the the studio recording. Yeah, it, it's it's not the drums are not funky at all. It's, just, it's driving disco. Yeah. I hear Jerry's licks. So still low. on still low. <laughs> yeah. It's almost like he's playing like bluegrassy licks. Yeah, and now he's got the blues. Yeah. And those are like blues licks. Still got a little bit of country twang to it, though. Yeah, I mean, it's... It's not what I think of when I think of Shakedown. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a little like funky chicken. <laughs> yeah, like the... Yeah, bending it all the place and... Yeah, these are like Nashville licks. Yeah. It's getting more funky because of him, though, now. I love that sound. I know, it's so sweet. Oh, wow. Climbing the ladder. Throwing those little like chords in there sometimes. Mm -hmm. I like that. Like. Oh yeah, it's so groovy. Yeah. It's one of the danciest songs I think that they ever. I mean, you can't. You know, you can't sit still. No. This is the. So dancey. And Bobby's just crushing it on the rhythm. It's like a chorus, I think, sound on his, on Bobby's guitar. Yeah, I hear that. Along with the wah still a little bit, maybe? A little piano? <laughs> Who was that? This is Bobby. <laughs> that was crazy. Yeah, so transition there. Uh, what just happened? <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Why did it stop? I don't know. What, what do we do now? I wasn't supposed to? I don't know. <laughs> I guess so. <laughs> I don't know. I don't. I didn't want it to. No, me neither. Uh, what happened? If only if we could make them have played longer. Well, either it ended because it transitioned to something else, or yeah, somehow. Maybe. Yeah. Why don't you know? <laughs> I don't know. Why I don't know. <laughs> I wish I do. <laughs> Hold on. Hold on. No laughing. Yeah, that's it. That is okay. it. Well, thank they, God. They, they, because they, yeah, I just listened to it the last bit a little again in my own headphones, in my can, in my cans, 
and I uh, in my boobies. <laughs> That's a word for cans. I'm just saying. I heard yeah. it, and it, they definitely uh, are counting, and you can't really hear it on the shitty podcast software version. But when we put the real version in here, people will hear that it is. You can hear Bobby counting off. One, oh, to two, go into. Uh, let me guess. Um, you want guess? Yeah. No. Uh, is there a common thing that this goes into? No. No, but it but it transitions right out of that into something else. Yeah, and it's Bobby counting, so you know it's a Bobby song. Bobby song. Um, seventy. Scarlet begonias. No, that's Jerry. Wait. Um. Uh. Uh. Estimated profit. Uh. No. Good loving. Oh. No. Yeah. Good. That's a similar feel. You could get the same kind of feel out of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's the first shakedown ever. And what a song. Yeah, and that version was great. And the jam it was, was a great sweet. version. It was sweet. It was sparse. It was kind of driving. It had like a real disco feel. The, yeah. the things that I noticed when I heard it, when I heard that one, when I went back, I heard that one again for the first time. Um, it was uh, sparse. It had a lot of air. It felt like it had a lot of mm-hmm. air, especially the beginning. Over time... Yeah. The beginning of that song became like an epic, almost like THX type. <laughs> right? <laughs> I mean, just like gong. Meow. And, yeah, and this one is just kind of like, you know, you could imagine it being like yeah. kind of like Saturday Night Fever beginning yeah. of a song. Yeah. And, um, and it's just, it, it, it just had such a different feel from the very first note has a different feeling. It kind of but kept that feel throughout. Wasn't, wasn't the feel of that version we just listened to uh, largely influenced by the studio recording, like I was saying. Isn't that similar to the feel of the studio recording? You know, I haven't heard the studio recording in a very long time. No. Who goes back? Who listens to that album? Oh, yeah. No, this was not a great album. I mean, it's got Fire on the Mountain. Uh, it but, does, yes. But it also and, has France. Yeah. And, uh, and I, don't, I don't even really like Good Lovin' that much. Or nope, like I don't Seren- love that Good Lovin'. Serengeti. I Need a Miracle I Never Liked. No. From the Heart of Me. I no. like Madonna. Don't want to listen to that. No. Staggerly, I like. Good, yes. And if I had the world to give, I like. You do. Not I like me. that one. I like the... Mingo really Blues. Like the, I really like the uh, Bonnie Prince Billy version. Oh, uh, well, yeah. I can see that. But uh, yeah, not a great <sighs> album. That's what I was no, saying. You're right. That's what I was saying. But Mars Hotel, man. Oh, what, a, what great, an album. What an <laughs> That's a great album. Pride of yeah. Cucamongas on that one, isn't it? Yeah, I like that. <sighs> Shit, um, I, just I just made my seat go all the way down to the ground. This <laughs> <laughs> is picturing you so short and just like right. lifting uh, your face up to try to reach the mic. This what is am like, I doing <laughs> down here? <laughs> Help me get back up there. That was Red Rocks. Oh. That was the Dead at Red Rocks, 78. Great venue. Totally been there. Groovy. So, and speaking of groovy, that's how I would describe that song. It never got... I mean, it was funky for sure, but it was like disco funky, which to me is not funky. It's more groovy. And it <laughs> yep. also just had a groovy feel to it in the sense that it wasn't quite funky, but it also never got quite epic, right? It never was no. like, whoa, <laughs> you know? And the piano. And the piano. Yeah. And the piano. And that. Yeah. But the first shakedown, good mm-hmm. shakedown. I, I liked it. Coughing. I really liked Jerry's solo. Was different. Funky Chicken was great. Had that like twang <clears throat> to it. 
So good. For some reason, while he was playing that stuff, I had these feeling like I was like, "Those are Telecaster licks." You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. that feel. I know what you mean. But that's um, not what he was playing at the time. This was what year was this again? You said seventy seventy eight. <clears throat> yeah. So what was the guitar then? Tiger. <laughs> I think I think he was off Wolf by then. Yeah. Oh. Uh, no, actually, seventy eight. Seventy eight was still Wolf. So that was still Wolf. But the next, <laughs> that's a good Wolf. Thanks, man. The next one is Tiger. And the next one is an early Brent show. Speaking of Tiger, I just watched the movie Beastmaster the other night. You remember that from the 80s? Yeah, he had two ferrets. And yeah. the woman was someone you could fall in love with. Yes. That's what I remember. She was in she was a noonie bear in that movie too. What does that mean? She she was naked. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I remember she had soft features. <laughs> yeah, some of her features were very soft. In that movie. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Poor thing. Can you imagine what it was like to be like a non-famous, like a non-superstar pretty in actress the 80s. in the 80s? <laughs> oh my God, that must have been such a horrible, tough time. Un- so many unwanted kissings and gropings. <laughs> Ugh, awful. Yeah. All right. So... <laughs> Um, did you know this is unre- this is unrelated, but did you know that soup was invented in 1927 <laughs> by John Soup when he wanted to drink a chicken? Yes, that is my that should have been my morning snack because that that's been on my in my mind all day. Fred Delicious on Twitter. I'm not on Twitter, but I do check Reddit. Yeah, someone posted that on Reddit, and that's how I came across. <laughs> so it. good. God it's bless really you, Fred Delicious. <laughs> yeah, that is funny. Uh, I needed that laugh today. Yeah. All right, let's jump ahead. We go from August 31, 1978, to November 29, 1979. So a little over a year later, early Brent version. Yeah. Not not. I, I wouldn't. No, I wouldn't say early Brent show. Since he had been there for seven months or so at that point, still pretty early. It is early, yeah, but it's yeah. not like you know first month. Or so. I mean, when you no for a normal band, it would probably be like the first show. But look, they, when you know, I first playing, joined the Grateful Dead, <laughs> they're for me, many, I felt many like shows a year. <laughs> so I feel like I was a newbie in the Grateful Dead for the first like two years. Honestly, right? Well, you were. <laughs> but that's just because they never stuck they never really warmed up to you i never got the nickname uh, each i had nicknames for everybody they just kept calling me code name <laughs> they called me code name they didn't even give me a code name i bet they were going to if if they had liked you enough to let you stick around longer i know it's a placeholder for what would eventually be your code name but you never got it. Okay, so last time around, second set opener. This time around, second set opener. Uh-huh. Getting a little comfortable in that spot? I don't know. <laughs> we'll see. Let's jump ahead. Cleveland Public Hall, Cleveland, Ohio. Here we have the first of our Brent versions. Brent Delicious. 
Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, more fill. Mm-hmm. Much more fill. That part is so key, too. It's very mid-rangey, though. And Jerry's playing a crazy thing. That boom, that really farty. Feels much slower. Yeah. <laughs> so is that Herman Munster? <laughs> I was gonna say it's very scary backup. <laughs> scary backup <laughs> It is really slow. Super slow, yeah. Electric piano sounds more like what you're used to. Yep. Sounds good. The drums are not as straight ahead this time around. They they they're they're more funky. Got to do something at this pace. Phil is very farty as well. Yeah. But not very low end. Nope. A little fuzz on it. Gary <laughs> <laughs> that movie where Don Knox spends the night in the haunted house. Yes. <laughs> the ghost of Mr. Chicken. <laughs> the ghost of Mr. Limpet. No, that's not what Mr. Chicken, right? Mr. Limpet's somewhere he's a fish. I know. That was the joke. Well, I didn't get the joke. Well, it wasn't a very good one. He wanted to drink a chicken. <laughs> yeah, this this is just, this part is not really holding my attention. No, that's why we're making Mr. Limpet jokes. <laughs> but let's listen to. But when it goes to the solo, I bet it'll be good. I bet oh, it will I be. hope so. Yeah, it just feels a little too slow. Like, how do they take a song that you cannot not dance to and make me not dance to it? <laughs> I do kind of like how Jerry's easing into this part. It feels patient to me. This yeah. part just feels patient. And I kind of I like this. And the, and the guitar sounds still incredible. It really does. Oh, this part's great. Yeah. Just perfect bends. Sticking to the melody, but just the, with a little bit around it. Yeah, just scatting with his guitar. <laughs> Scatological. <laughs> it's the shit. <laughs> Woo. 
Oh, I love this. I feel like they're stretching it out because they took their time. I I'm really enjoying this now. It's so much more energy now. Yeah, now I'm like dancing to it. It wasn't before. Mm -hmm. I feel like they picked up the tempo a little bit actually too. I like that fill lick. Yep. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, that's what was missing last time. That's why it sounded so sparse. I mean, one of the things. Maybe it's because it sounds like zombies are singing to you. <laughs> yes, it's a ghost chorus. <laughs> Don Knotts would not like this. <laughs> And I feel like Jerry's voice has gotten sweeter too. Yeah, it's real mellow. The first part of the song it sounded rough. Probably loosening up after smoking all that heroin and hash. Oh, I really like the electric piano. Yeah, it's the right sound for the song. drum in there. It's slowing down for me again a little bit, though. Although the drums are doing some cool stuff. Yeah, they really are. They're getting bored, so they're throwing some shit in there. They're really stretching this part out. The keyboard and Bobby together is... Really interesting sound. Yeah. It's almost like he's. point, it sounds like you, you know those, some of the. There's, I forget what type of keyboard it is, but it has that click. Every time you press the key, it has like that click sound to it. Yeah. It's like Bobby's making it extra clicky. A lot of key click in Hammond sometimes, but also like in a Fender Rhodes. People are screaming so much. I love it. I wonder if something else is going on. Maybe Ram Das is levitating above the crowd. <laughs> Mary Pranksters are running through the crowd. Mary Poppins was flying. Yeah, this is cool. Awesome. Oh. Whoa. What is that? Oh, that's a... Whoa. That's a clavinet. 
Isn't it? Yeah. Sounds like a clavinet to me. Keyboard. You know, like uh, yeah. Stevie Wonder. Uh huh. Amazing. Oh my god, this is really good. Brent is crushing it. If I just played this clip for you, you would think this was fish. I would also think it was Ghostbusters. <laughs> but this is like fish level energy funk. Just yeah. modal. If Ray Parker Jr. was sitting in with fish. Fucking Huey Lewis. Without the news. <laughs> Man. It's meshing together so well, it's hard to pick out who is doing what. Everybody's just doing awesome. Yeah. They're doing the I'm awesome. I'm so proud of everybody. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there's Jerry. Sticking out. Sticking out like a thumb. Like a healthy thumb. He's back to the... Uh, Electric piano sound. And Bobby's rhythms are crazy. Jangling. A lot of jangle. That clavinet never went away. But but also he, this like the first one where he was just playing like blues licks and country licks and yeah this is nothing like that no that, that's completely gone yeah now it's like this modal exploration like seventy three seventy four like when Jerry was doing all that Miles Davis sounding shit where he would just pick a mode and go nuts on it. would just lay down a bed and try and just give Jerry something to blast off from. I love what Phil's doing here too. The sound is great. A little more low it end, is. you know? Yeah, yeah. When he goes down to the low, it's good. Yeah. When he goes down to the low, it's good. <laughs> low is good. You ever just listen to yourself? No, I would never do that. Why would I do why would you do that? <laughs> Don't, don't listen to yourself. Don't ever listen to yourself. <laughs> oh, we're back. That was great. That yeah. was great. It was incredible. It started off slow and then it just punched you in the face.
That sounded like Samson and Delilah. Uh, yeah. ugh, the last pour of this bottle of wine is like half yeast, it looks like. Mm, chew it up. Chew it. Oh, it's like a dip. All right. So, <laughs> August 31, 1978. No, I'm Wait, sorry. What? That was oh, <laughs> November 29, 1979. 79. Cleveland, Ohio, Cleveland Public Hall. That was uh, very different, very good. It's yeah, finished very well, good. I'll finished see, very yeah, good. The the composed part in the beginning was a little boring. <laughs> it was, yeah, it was. It was. It was. It was boring. It was la- <laughs> it felt lazy. It was yeah. slow. It was like um, Swayze. It felt like they may have been smoking heroin. Hazy, <laughs> smoking heroin during the half the set yeah. break. Brent definitely but was. Really, but then it really picked up. And I don't know if they were doing that. I really don't. No. No. I don't know if he was doing that. Um, if he was, it's sad. But yep. it was really, it, it was like a rocket ship. It was like Why? the SpaceX Falcon 9. Just, <laughs> just blasting off. Did you watch that today? No, I did not. I watched a replay of the blast off, but uh, that's it. Uh, we watched it live. No, I blew it. But T minus yeah, thirty know. down of the blast off, and we watched yeah. about the first. We, we watched until it was in the blasting off to the ISS. We watched like the first twelve minutes after launch. I think their spacesuits are cool, very cool, and um, the rocket did not was did not look like what I was expecting. I thought it was going to have like I don't no. know like boosters on the side. I was it's very like straight and skinny. Yeah. And that, uh, by that bottom part just came back and landed itself right on that platform. Yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy. I don't like the dude, but it, goddamn, his spaceship is cool. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. So, Shakedown Street. Wait, can you tell me why you picked, uh, why you skipped over the rest of, I mean, you know. The rest of what? The rest of 78. First of all, I'm surprised they never played it in 77. Didn't it come out in 77? No, Shakedown Street came out in 78. Okay. But, and then, I guess there wasn't, you said the first one was August, right? So there wasn't Mm -hmm. that much of 78 left. Um, And then, so that was Keith on the first one? Yes, that's the, we only heard one Keith. Right, but there were others. Other Keiths? Yes. <laughs> there were no. multiple Keiths. Well, yeah, it was like um, Becky on Roseanne. Or multiple Santa multiple from Keith. The Tick. No, yeah, they played um, uh, They played about 15 in 78. Right, but so why do we skip all of... I mean, I, you know... You know, I'm, here's why. Because it's like a 13 to 15 minute song. And I, didn't, and I knew we were going to be a long one. So I only wanted yep. to pick five. Yep. They also they that show in Red Rocks is um in the that seventy eight that was like I think there was one more show after that Red Rocks show and then they went to Egypt so okay this is right before their Egypt show I could have played yeah. one from Egypt right um but I just figured it might be interesting to hear the first one you get a Keith then we hear like an early 
Brent one, and then yeah. we we jump ahead to like a year that's really good that everybody knows, okay. really, you know. And then yeah. right. we hear like another one that's really good, and then and then we fucking hear a Vince one because you love to hear the Vince ones. <laughs> but I just because we are generally more, you know, we prefer earlier stuff, right. you know, compared to Brent and after. So I just thought maybe we would focus more on the Keith because I think. Both of us generally would prefer Keith dead stuff over Brent and later. So uh, I'm just surprised we're skipping over all of that, even though there isn't too much of it. I guess it's the nature of being a very late song. Late motif, as it were. It was late motif. <laughs> I don't know what that means. I was just agreeing with you. All right. <laughs> Let's jump ahead, shall okay. we? Let's go home. All right. Let's go home to San Francisco. Mm-hmm. The San Francisco Civic. I don't know what the hell that means. Maybe Civic Center? Yes. Anywho, to assume. how about we start off the second set again? All right. Crazy, right? 83. Mm-hmm. 1230, 1983. So a holiday show. Okay. Okay. Wow. The beginning is getting more epic, right? Yeah. Kind of just a dark feel to it for yes. some reason. I don't know why. Yes. Very dark feel. Darkness. Nice. They're not strong. She's still zombie background. <laughs> Jesus. Jerry's voice is already rabid. I mean, it still sounds great, but it's just a different voice. Yeah. I think the vocals are a little too much up front. Bring them instruments up. A Bobby vocal back up there. Phil still got that same lick. Whoa, what's that buzz? Little things he'll play there is so good. Yeah, drop down to that super low note. <laughs> yeah, this is like super creepy version, man. This is dark. Yeah. I think it's fitting. I picture Jerry like singing it from an alley wearing like an overcoat. Yeah. Like, like the guy who's Muppets and tries to sell you a watch all the time. Remember <laughs> that guy? Where he's like, would you like to buy a watch? You? <laughs> yeah, let her. Yeah. yeah. 
And Jerry's just ripping licks this whole time. You speak a lot of town. Yeah. His voice is so just laid back, but his he's ripping these sick licks. Which makes me think it's not like lethargy, it's like slyness, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's just a comfort almost yeah. with the whole thing. Like he's smirking at you. So distant. It's the partly because he's a little back in the mix, but also the a lot of reverb on this. Yeah, and with that auto wah, it's just hard to cut through. But he's when he's on the low range of the wah. Yeah. But when the guy in the alley talks to you, you kind of have to like strain to hear what he's saying. <laughs> he doesn't want to be too loud. I want other people to hear it. Right. Piano branch is playing super clicky. Yeah. Oh, I like that that piano there. He made it a little like wasn't playing as rhythmic. It was just kind of mm-hmm. held the chord there. Definitely Brent's uh, backup vocals that make it a little zombie sounding. Mm-hmm. He should go up. He's, yeah, he's more comfortable in the higher range, yeah. Yeah, I'm surprised he didn't. Who's what Jerry's playing throughout this? Bobby just made his guitar meow. <laughs> I love that Jerry like would stick on the low end during the composer yeah. part. He gets a great low sound out of that neutron. Shake it on it's like bubbling, you know? Yeah, I was just gonna say exactly that. Yeah. It bubbles. It's like Bing Crosby. Jerry's still ripping sick licks. Yeah. It's so in the background too. It's just like, like it's in the other room. Yeah. 
He's in the green room. <laughs> Can we let Jerry come out? <laughs> Jerry's gonna play from uh, the other room tonight. <laughs> he's just, oh, he's out there playing. Should we let him in? <laughs> Then he just, yeah, just kicks it up a little bit. Just a little. Yeah, like the keyboards are so close, and Jerry's so far. Mm-hmm. They're just clicking in your ear. Yeah. It sounds like a crab walking across a xylophone. <laughs> getting so much out of it. How is he doing that? He's not running up and down the neck going crazy. No, he's like, he's like yeah, he's staying in one, like, one register. Yeah. Just grinding it out. It's like a... Like grinder? Like, like a Neil, like, no, like in a Neil Young type of way. Just getting so much out of just like a small number of notes. Organ grinder. Yep. Definitely wearing that hat in this. Got a little monkey. <laughs> He's being at the rainforests. <laughs> I love what Brent is doing here. Mm -hmm. It is so clackety clack, clackety clack. <laughs> He definitely has the hot hand in the dice game. Wow. What is that sound on Bobby's? And Bobby's guitar sounds crazy. Yeah. Whoa, that keyboard is crazy. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome! So good. I can just imagine Jerry like staring at you with his eyebrows raised while he's playing that. Looking at you over his glasses. Yeah, yeah. Just being like, yeah, motherfucker. Right, right. <laughs> He doesn't have the, the Mutron anymore. 
Those symbols. Yeah. Gotta be Mickey, right? Must be. He took away his cowbell. <laughs> I still have my splash, you motherfuckers. <laughs> I bought this myself. <laughs> my own money that my dad stole. <laughs> Good. That one really was. And let me just say three words to you that you may not have thought about. Okay. Jerry wrote that. Yeah. Including the lyrics? <laughs> no. Hunter wrote okay. the lyrics, of course. Yeah. Yes. Does that see- seem like something Jerry would write? Uh, I mean, well, it is. Yeah. That's he weird. It's different. fucking could write anything. Anything, yeah. Like and he wrote that. <laughs> we, I, we, we, we focus so much on like the late. All the songs that were written in the late sixties, early seventies. They all have like that root in blues or country. Yeah, you know right. they're psychedelic, yeah. but they all have that root in it. And it's just like, yeah, that's 
I can imagine Jerry writing those songs all day. Ripple, right. I can imagine him writing that all day, right? Yep. But but fucking Shakedown Street? Yeah, where does it come from? Like what is is it, I mean, how is it influenced by obviously disco? Can you imagine to some him just degree? sitting around his house being like, I want to write that song? All right, well, let's go into the lyrics a little bit. Because I, these are cool lyrics and mm-hmm. And when I was reading through them, just reading them like like poetry, you know, just like seeing them on the page and just reading through it, um, I had this weird feeling. And I'll I'll read these to you, and then you, and then I'll tell you the feeling I had, and you tell me if you get what I'm talking about. Okay. So, you it just starts out. You tell me this town ain't got no heart. Well, 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 you can never tell. The sunny side of the street is dark. Well, 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 you can never tell. Okay, sunny side of the street is dark. That is classic we talk about it like we've talked about it almost every time we've done this the oxymoronic thing yeah. that but that you Hunter also does. know the classic sunny side of the street that's the sunny side of the streets it's a jazz yeah. tune uh jimmy McHugh. okay words by dorothy fields yeah yep. jazz fa- jazz standard yep yep um and then it says, oh, the sunny side of the street is dark. And it goes, maybe that's because it's midnight. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, which is just, the fact that it starts, maybe that's because. I right. mean, first of all, maybe that's because. It's just a great, <laughs> it's just a great yeah. three words together, right? Yep. Maybe that's because. Uh, it's midnight. And the dark of the moon besides. Yeah, or, I know what that means. And then there's just three lines that are the same. Maybe the dark is in your eyes. Maybe the dark is in your eyes. Maybe the dark is in your eyes. You know, you've got such dark eyes. And then, like, that seems to me like... Is it maybe, maybe the dark is from your eyes or maybe the dark is in your eyes? Maybe the dark is in your eyes. I thought it was maybe it, the dark is from your eyes. I thought so too, but these lyrics are saying maybe the dark is in your I, eyes. I'm looking at other lyrics and they say from. Maybe that's how they sang it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But they didn't write it that way? <laughs> maybe not. I don't know. But that whole thing where it's like, maybe the dark is from us. Maybe the dark is from us. Maybe the dark is from us. You know, you got such dark eyes. And then it's yeah. like, like that feels to me like that's that's when the acid hits, right? When things just start <laughs> like repeating over and over again. And then, yeah. and then like the next thing is, well, what? Well, you know this. And it's like, and then it's like, but then you're just like blasted out to someplace. Yeah. I mean, it just feels like, I don't, that just feels like for a first verse that the end of that verse is just a blast off. But it, but maybe the dark is repeating that over and over again, like saying, I mean, it's a weird thing to say, right? Maybe the dark, like the darkness I'm experiencing in the outside world is from your eyes. Mm-hmm. So that's a weird thing. And so like <laughs> yeah. repeating it takes you and, and, but it could also be my perception of the darkness in the world is from you know, my experience with you when you were being dark or whatever, and I've taken that with me out into the world. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like if someone someone else is dark, they have a dark. There's something dark is going on in someone else's life, and you just take, and then you have some interaction with them, and then you take that out with you. Anyway, yeah, but but I hear what you're saying, but to me, this sounds like a one-sided conversation 
where like somebody's telling him this town has no heart. And he's like, well, you tell me that. And then the other person's like, the sunny side of the street is dark. Like this has no heart. Even where it's supposed to be good, it's not good. It's shady. Yeah. And then, and then the, and then the, the narrator is re- reiterating with, um, maybe that's cause it's midnight. Number one, maybe that's yeah. just because you're seeing it wrong. Right. And then, oh, maybe, the maybe it's, your, yeah, maybe, your it's, maybe, your maybe you're just not understanding what's happening or maybe yeah, you're just seeing it yeah. wrong. Maybe yeah, it's maybe in your eyes. Maybe it's in your eyes. Yeah. You've got dark eyes. No, I like that. I like that. Right. I mean, my, it's just like, <laughs> and then, and then, and then but then the chorus is there's nothing shaking on shakedown shake street. street. No, but it used to be the hard time. And don't tell me it doesn't got no heart. You just got to poke around. So it's one person saying the first part, it used to be the hard time. And the second part, and then the narrator is reiterating with, don't tell me, you just have to poke around. No, I, well, yes. Yeah. Right. I think so. Um, but I think, I think it is, Probably, like I was saying before, I think it is that it is a crappier, seedier part of town right now. But that is what Jerry or, you know, whoever wrote, you know, Hunter or whatever the perception of this is. The the narrator is saying, yeah, it's seedier, it's crappier, but that allows for some cool shit. And you just got to find it. Maybe, but I think as we get through, and I could be, I could be completely wrong about this, but I have a different, the, the next couple of verses to me okay. change that yeah, perspective. I haven't thought of that far ahead yet, so yep. maybe. Yep. So then there's this, the, the dialogue with a, the, the, the protagonist is saying there's nothing shaken, it used to be the heart, and, and the narrator is saying, don't tell me that it has no heart, you have to poke around. And then it says, you say you've seen this town clear through. Nothing here that could interest you. To me, that's the narrator again. And the narrator yes. just has this this whole next verse, and it says, uh, "It's not because it's not because you missed out on the thing we had to start. Maybe you had too much too fast. Maybe you had too much too fast. Maybe you had too much too fast, and just overplayed your part." I get the feeling that this is like newcomers. Right. Like remember when the dead moved out of Haight Ashbury in like 67 yeah. because they couldn't yeah, yeah. handle like the people that were coming. This has that feel to me. Like somebody's walking down, probably not Haight Ashbury at this point, but just to use that as an, as the prototypical place. Yeah. And they're like, Oh, I don't see what the big deal is. Like this place is like shady. Like I don't get it. Yep. And then they're like, well, maybe you, maybe because you're here at the wrong time, like you're here too late. It's midnight at the, already. Yeah. You missed it. And maybe yeah. because you also, you just came with a fucking bad attitude and you would never would have seen it in the first place. Yeah. And then it's like, you say you've seen this town clear through and nothing interests you. It couldn't be because you missed out on the thing that we had to create to begin with, you know, or maybe you just had too much too fast and overplayed your part. Like you're just, you came here thinking it was going to be something and you just totally don't get it. And you're trying to, to, you're too hot, uh, trying too hard, trying to short circuit the experience instead of being yeah. part of it and spending the time to get the thing that, that is what it really is. You're trying to just like find it quick and dirty, you know, you're just trying to find it easy, but there, and, and there, the thing that, that made it what it is, is still there. You just got to go find it. There are those people that started it from the beginning still here. You just got to go find them and find the heart of the thing that started this off. Right. But then the last verse uh, totally throws that whole thing upside down because it says, since I'm passing your way today, 
Well, 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 you can never tell. I just stopped in because I want to say, well, 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 you can never tell. I recall your darkness when it crackled like a thundercloud. Yeah. Don't tell me this town ain't got no heart. Don't tell me this town ain't got no heart. When I can hear it beat out loud. Beat out loud. Yeah. So that recall your darkness indicates not like that newcomer like you were right, saying. Right. That sounds like something that the protagonist would be saying because that's the one who's passing yeah. through. Right? Right. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. And then they're saying, well, don't judge me because... I see that you had darkness too. Crackled like a thundercloud. That's like an electric, like darkness, not a boring darkness. So no, it's a, it's a like it's a deep and it's an, intense it's a, darkness. Yeah, which is very different from the first thing where it's like nothing here could interest me. Right. I can hear it beat out loud. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> don't ask Connor. Yeah. No. You mustn't tell you you're stupid anyway crazy lyrics very cool no rhyme or reason with the repetition very cool yeah uh you just, I like that the repetition yeah. is different too it's not like you're not this is maybe the darkness from your eyes right maybe you had too much too fast don't tell me this town ain't got no heart like you know all different repetitions right except that that the thir- that last repetition don't tell me this time you got hurt is in, also in the chorus so they choose to take that one line from the yeah. chorus and pull it yeah. out and repeat it which yeah. is just who does that right but it's weird because they were the ones who you know if if, if it is a reference to something like the hate ashbury experience they were the ones that left they were the ones that didn't feel like it that they're the ones that felt that left lost its heart i feel like right i mean Maybe that's just an ex- you just using an example. Yeah. Maybe it's you know. No, but I hear you. Yeah, maybe it's maybe you're right. Maybe it's not that they're talking to the newcomer. Maybe it's the old comer that's come back. Yeah, maybe that. Yeah, and they're like, it, oh, you think you left because it wasn't cool anymore? We're still doing some shit. All right, what are you drinking? Uh, right now, um, I had a bunch, but uh, right now I have difference and repetition from. Hill Farmstead may have talked about it before, just an IPA from way up in Vermont. That's the one that you have to get special and then you get in trouble when you drink it. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. Nice. Nice. All right. June 30, 1985. Merryweather Post Pavilion. Yeah. I just love thinking, I mean, I've never saw the dead at any of these places, obviously. Um, but I've seen fish at all at a lot of these places. And it's so funny to think like that you could have seen the dead where we see fish. I was because, and I think of that because, well, I guess I saw them at the spectrum, which is a small place in Philly, but yeah, the show I remember the most is I, I saw them at the spectrum a bunch, I guess, but I went to two shows at giant stadium and that was like my first real, like, I don't know. I, I really felt like I really experienced the dead at that show. And that, yeah. Is just what 80,000 people? Yeah, it's huge. I mean, wow. It's crazy. But yeah, you so think, think it's because of, of the like venue a, or just the just cuz the show was I good. I just imagine show. like sitting my like cuz I can remember one time me and um called name were at Merryweather Post Pavilion seeing fish and they busted out a teela and I can just remember being like in like the 20th row under the pav 
and just see just freaking out when he does that sick you know solo and just like imagining like being that close while the dead were playing just is just i don't know it just seems crazy yeah Not, but i have had but i have i mean you know the classic story of me having front row seats at the dead yes so I not that I haven't been close, but this was just I don't know. This, I just but remember so, the stage at Giant Stadium feeling like it was so high up. Yeah, I don't know if so it really was. Away. I just no. When I was in the front row, it felt no, like still, it was just still so farther high. than the front row would be somewhere else. As I'm saying, oh, you think? Yeah, that's probably true. Yeah. Anyway, let's go to Merriweather. All right, six thirty eighty-five. I'll give you three guesses when in the show this song appears and the first two don't count. First two don't count what? Your first two guesses don't count. Second set opener. That's your first guess. That one doesn't count. <laughs> first set opener. <laughs> nope. Encore. Nope. Second set opener. That's what I said. Yeah, but it didn't count. So your first two don't count. So you didn't oh. get it. <laughs> Damn it. You didn't get it. Anywho, here we go. Epic. Yeah. The high end. Brown. Snappy. Oh. So basic. Yeah, both the super high end and the low end. Oh, he's rumbling. Very crispy recording, too, right? Yeah. Sounds not as like old Jerry for some reason. Maybe it's cause it's midnight. Yeah, sweet. It's a little like higher register. Yeah, Brent moved up to the higher register too. Yep. Good choice. Just like we told him to. <laughs> Finally, listen. Jerry's still ripping licks. Yeah. Oh, it's crazy. Like trill on the keyboard. Yeah. It definitely feels like they've decided this song will be epic. And they've got the beats down where they kind of like all come in together. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like they really have those those stabs really hit. And it's definitely a little faster this time. Yeah. And most of it probably just has to do with Bill deciding to play a little differently and just because he's driving the bus on that part. Not the tempo, but like the epic part. The tempo uh, is back to the original sort of. Yeah. It's definitely a little speedier. Oh wow. Making it meow again. 
And then this version. There's awesome jams in the other ones, but in terms of the composed part and the vocals, they've like gotten back to where they were from the beginning. At least in terms of energy. But yeah, they really got the vocal harmonies down here better than ever. And Jerry's also staying right here. His liquor stand in the low register. I love what I, when he can stay down there as long as he wants. I love it down there. Yeah, well, it's, he's kind of been doing that from the from the whole time, though. Yeah, eventually, he moves up. You know, like he, he brings it up, and yeah, yeah. And like when he's just hanging out down there, like I love it down there. Yeah. You love it down in the depths, like Mr. Limpet. <laughs> Which is better than being in that creepy hotel where wherever you walk, the, pa the paintings are always looking at you. I've never been there. It's spooky. <laughs> it sounds it. Yeah. 
Shake my head, no. No. <laughs> no, never stop rocking. No, stop rocking. <laughs> Sometimes I'm like, yes, yes. <laughs> oh, it's nuts. Yeah. Oh! Oh, yeah. Oh! <laughs> what? Whoa. What? You turn on the rat pedal. Was he playing through a light bulb? <laughs> what? What? Shh, I'm listening. I love that buzz. Lobster walking down a vibraphone. <laughs> Needs more legs. <laughs> I 
anybody ever wow. does listen to this podcast, I hope they go back and then listen to these songs without two idiots talking over the whole thing. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, we've said that. We've said that before. Highly recommended. <laughs> it's way better sans idiots. <laughs> Yeah, but you get a new, if you're looking for a new experience, a new way to experience it. Hey, you like the dead, but you ever listen to the dead with two idiots? <laughs> You've listened to this song so many times. You know the jams backward and forward. Do you want to hear some idiots talking over it? We got what you need. You know those parts you like the most? <laughs> That one or two moments in each song where it just blows you away. We go, whoa, over those parts. Wouldn't you rather have some idiots talking over those parts? What's <laughs> <laughs> some of that synth? Whoa. <laughs> it's epic. This, this this version is when they've turned it just became an epic epic fucking song listen to that oh my god oh. yes yes <laughs> get the fuck out of here go home that's when you're standing with your arms at the show your arms in the air are just like receiving and pumping receiving all of the energy High-fiving. Oh, my word. Weeping. What did just do? I was really shocked by that uh, synth sound. Oh, my fucking word. So that really fuzzy guitar, was that, that was Jerry with the super fuzz? Was that Bobby? Like, or did they both get fuzzy? I think it, I think it was Jerry, wasn't it? Because he used a DS1 so, yeah. sometimes. <clears throat> yeah. I think. He had some boss. He had boss pedal. Oh, my word. Yeah. Yeah, Holy that was uh, shit. That really, as opposed to the one that had a great jam, but there was a little uh, mellow in the beginning. That one had energy all the way through. The uh, vocals and the harmonies were solid, rock solid. And uh, yeah, I can't say I was super listening to what Phil was doing all the time. Um, but otherwise, really cool stuff. Oh, my word. I, I, I was not expecting that at the end. I was not expecting that at the end, and I'm just... No. (laughs) I feel weird right now. That was so (laughs) fucking awesome. Yeah. Oh, my word. Yeah, we cheered for it out loud. We got really excited. Holy shit. Oh. Um, I need a cigarette. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, shit. So, um, so So, we have one left. Mm hmm. Um, but before we play that last one, um, let's just touch a little bit on touch. this is I mean, this is basically. This is like a Brent era song, right? And this is the first real I know it came out in 78 when Keith was there. Yeah. For like another 
six months or whatever. Right. He plays on the album. Yep. Um, which apparently I didn't realize I was just reading while we were looking up something else, but uh, Lowell George was very instrumental in the production of that album. I don't know who Lowell, Lowell George is. Little Feet. Uh, okay. Is a uh, producer of Little Feet or a member of Little Feet? Member, like the lead guy. Like he okay. is Little Feet. Okay. And actually I was listening to a... Uh, Does he have tiny feet though? No, he has Little Feet. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Petite feet. <laughs> Family and walk. Sounds like a lady when he's coming in the room. <laughs> Willin. That's a great song. You know that song, Willin? I don't really know much, Little Feet. Nope. No? Called no, Willin? I still don't know it. No. No. He like starts off all creepy. He's like, I've been bad about the way. It's Lost like a zombie, mind. like Brent zombie vocals. <laughs> Every time I've been to Mexico, <laughs> maybe you had too much too fast. <laughs> uh, Herman Munster. What's his name? Fred Gwynn? The actor? No. I don't know. Oh, Fred Gwynn is the hit dog. <laughs> um, nope. I don't Fred. Know. Two Utes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Fred Utes Flintstone. <laughs> yeah, kind of the same. Kind of same guy. Um next one. Yeah. Jump ahead. September 10th, 1991. Woo. 10 years and one day before 9/11. <laughs> yep. And that's not cool, but whatever. It's fine. It's fine. Are you ready? Yeah. You may notice something interesting about this show. I might not. <gasps> something extra? Uh-huh. Should we say? Okay. Actually, let's not say one thing extra. Let's say several extra. Let's say two things extra. Okay. And one thing new. Oh, uh, anything borrowed or anything blue? Mm. No. Oh. The one new thing on keyboards, the guy from the tubes. The tubes. <laughs> yeah. Yay. But also, yeah. On either keyboards and or accordion. Oh, yeah. That guy. Bruce Hornsby. Hornsby. Bruce Hornsby. But Madison Square Garden, New York City, New York. Mm-hmm. There was a special guest. Huh. Who could it be? I don't know. Am I going to guess when it, as it happens? Oh. On the uh, soprano sax. Set one opener. Wow. The guy from the tubes on keyboard. Yeah. Is it Josh Redman on the sack? No. 
from ourselves. Oh, okay. doing a little too much. That's not an unusual criticism. <laughs> Still got me boogieing though. Yeah. That's not a soprano sax. I believe it is. Really? He's playing the low register there, then. I found low. What year was this? 91? Yeah. Played tenor and soprano. Used to be the heart of town. Don't tell me this town ain't got no heart. No, you're right. Probably tenor. Yeah. Just gotta poke around. But this one, uh, hearing the register of that sax, it's definitely not soprano. I don't even think it's a saxophone at this point. <laughs> it's a tenor saxophone. Damn it. God damn it. I will quit this fucking podcast. <laughs> <laughs>
one has me moving. Yeah, good. I mean, they're not, they're not, it's not earth shattering, they're not breaking any rules or records, but for, for the show opener, I mean, it's, it's fucking grooving. Yeah, and you gotta like hold back a little bit when you got that many people sitting in. Right? They're trying to get Brantford like to feel comfortable, nobody's not really yeah. sure what to do. Yeah. Jerry never really takes the reins. No, I think he's kind of like holding back a little bit. It's really like Branford and Bruce. Yeah. Crowd's loving it. Breaking it down. MSG, baby. Yeah. It's interesting. It feels so good in the mix, but he's so low. He's just down in the octaves, right? But he's good yeah. in the mix. I mean, it could always be higher. <laughs> or he's just holding it steady right here. Saxophone in this song makes it sound like Night Court to me. <laughs> Theme <laughs> Great theme, bro. Great theme. I mean, you can totally go into the theme from Nightcore from this oh, yeah. song. Be a great segue. Fish would. Yes, they would. I like this. Yeah. I think they are going into Nightcore. <laughs> yeah, because they got arrested for being too funky. <laughs> oh, that reminds me of Harris Whittles. Off each other, yeah. up on the same riff. 
Jerry's licks here. Yeah. There's Bobby in there. Hill is so busy. In a good way. Yeah. Like a beaver. Sweet beaver, actually. Right. Winona. <laughs> yeah, and he had a bass called Big Brown. <laughs> that song about Winona Ryder. Yeah. I loved her. I guess I still do. Deep down. Don't bury it. <sighs> it's unrequited. How could I not? 
Jerry totally made that happen with his volume. Brian forgets it? <laughs> yeah. Well. I feel like that one never quite really took off as much as I wanted it to. It didn't, but it was funky and fun and you could dance to it and I give it a 10. <laughs> yeah. I give it a nine and a half. I wanted it to. I wanted it to really freak out. I wanted it to tweak out on that one. Set. I mean, show opener, dude. I hear you. And with a bunch of sit-ins, yeah, it's a it's a crazy one. Well, I mean, you can't. I so, can. Bruce Hornsby had no. been there. Give me the keyboard corner drop first. Well, no, 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 no. Hold, hold on for a second. I know. No. No. You're talking about keyboards. Keyboard corner. Back from the tubes. Sorry. <laughs> there it is. So Hornsby was clearly on the piano there. I know it. Um, and that show was September of 91. But he yeah. had been there since September of 90. Wait, he was in the just with them that he whole time? He was there, I believe, from September 90 through March of 92. Flirbity flew. And then later also certain shows, because I distinctly remember being at a Spectrum show, 93 or 94. I think it was 93. With accordion, though. He was on accordion. Yeah. 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 It's weird that they had two... You know, guy from the tubes and Hornsby, and that and Hornsby had he was he like sitting in earlier on from time no. to time. No, he was just, never there just, with Brent. He just like joined the band for a while. Yeah, without having really. That's so Isn't weird. that weird that you'd be like, oh, this guy knows us well, so he's gonna sit in, but we're not gonna hire him. The new guy, he's just gonna be here for a year and a half. While well, the new guy have figures the guy it from out. The tubes, yeah. While the guy from the tubes figures it out. And what yeah. were the chances of that happening? One in a million. <laughs> and what are the chances of the guy from the tubes being totally cool with that? One in a million. <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah. So, and then. Uh, keyboard corner. <laughs> Hit me with it. Back from the tubes. Uh, there's a lot going on here. So we had, oh man, if I can remember, I feel like there's a lot. So we I got four with, words. You say what you're going to say, and I, I'm going to say four words. Uh, I'm going to say a lot. I mean, do you want to say your four words first? It's a Brent showpiece. Is it though? I Yeah. I I mean, I, I, I love what he was doing almost the entire time. And there are times when I don't love what Brett's doing, Brent's doing, but that was always you're right, good. You're right. I shouldn't say that. It's a Brent era piece to me. Yes. It's a Jerry show piece. I mean, yeah, Jerry's yeah, yeah, you're right, you're right, you're vocals right. and his... But it, it's it's Brent's wheelhouse. Yeah. No, he's, he's right. That's a better he's, way of saying it. If yeah. only I had planned that ahead of time, I would have said that first. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It, it is. Uh, he, he does it really well. And um, But starting out on piano with Keith, and I don't remember on the studio recording whether it's piano or 
an electric piano or something. Um, but uh, the piano wasn't quite right. And then when he, when Brent comes in with the electric piano, it's uh, just right. It's great. And that 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 clavinet that one time. Oh man, that was everything. That was that was amazing. That I think was one of the moments in this whole show of all the songs when I was like most into it because the way Bobby was playing that stuff, and then the clavinet got all bubbly, and Jerry had his his auto wah on. It just was like this perfect you know everything's got this bubbly tone to it and these you know frequency shifts and it was really cool and then you go to that uh show uh, from the last show listened to with brent where he went to that synth sound when he built up that thing where it just like took it off into the stratosphere that was amazing it it, it just became epic it was just insanity peppers i mean it was just 85, June 30, 1985. Go listen to yeah. that without two morons talking over it because it's, it is just unreal. Yeah. It was unreal. Yeah, it was really cool. That, that, that really went into the stratosphere. But other than that, like that, the clackety clack uh, on the keyboards that he had with the, um, you know, when he was just playing basically comping and just playing rhythm, uh, but it sounded amazing. It just, yeah, it really is uh, a Brent wheelhouse tune. And, but the, the, I don't, I don't know if that synth thing ever happened again after that one time, but that was brilliant. And it's not a sound you heard that I've heard a lot in a lot of these things that we've done. And what about Bobby's playing? Well, this is keyboard corner. That's why I was focused. Right? On no, keyboards. no, no. I hear, it, I hear. It. But, but let's just go. Let's just run through them because they're all just are so. Everybody's just doing so much. So talk about what Bobby did. Yeah. So Bob, I mean, I Bob, man, the one time when Bobby was doing that weird, huge phase shift when it sounded like wow, and was like, like the wow was turning over on itself. Yeah, just, I think it was a phaser or his something. Wah I don't know what a, it was. His wah made a full, like he had a full circle wah. Yeah, yeah. Just it was crazy. really Yeah, really cool sound. Really like but, like Moog sounding, right? I mean it's just like yeah, you like yeah, you yeah. twisted the knob all the way from zero to twenty. Yeah. No, it was really cool. But other than that, I mean he is doing some amazing stuff. I mean that wah sound all I mean it is just the this song is built on rhythm and tone and effects. You know, like I don't like if you played it on acoustic guitar, like I don't know if it would quite, you know, I think you need right. all those parts. You need right. the wah pedal and the rhythm. You need the auto wah and Jerry sing. You need the the electric piano and you need the the funky drums and all that stuff. Because it, it really, you need almost because there's so much going on, you need everybody in a different part of the EQ, right? So yeah, you've got Bobby way up on the wah, way up. Yep on the yeah, wah and the Jerry in the auto wah almost with the wah completely open. Right. I mean, just like yep. super low for and a playing lot of those low notes. Yeah. It's just, it's it, so the effects get you to where you need to be, but it's the EQ that they're really ultimately, I think that's really making the difference. It's just, it, it's everybody. Uh, it just all yeah. fits so well. I mean, they just, it's just so good. It's just so yeah. good. That's really good. Well, um, I guess I never asked you this question. Why did you pick this song now? I wanted to pick something that started later. I didn't want to start in the six, late 60s, early 70s like we normally have. 
Yeah. And I wanted really something that kind of got out there a little bit. And this just, this is one of the songs that I think everybody kind of knows. Yeah. Um, as but the it's dead. weird it's, because- It's a classic rock. I mean, you'll hear it on a classic rock radio station every now and yep. then. Um, yeah. But it's just, but also I was thinking like, I don't know, there are a couple of times I was listening to the dead, like in the last couple of weeks, because we haven't, we haven't recorded in two weeks. Yeah. And I, I was just like, there were a couple of songs I was just like, I can't believe Jerry fucking wrote this too. And I just wanted to do one of those. I wanted to yeah. have that experience here too. But it's weird because as we've talked about before, you know, we listened to from 60 whatever to like 77 and sometimes not even that far. Most of the time, which would not include this song at all. But you know this song really. No, I tend really I tend to stop at seventy four, and you would never hear yeah. this or Althea or so many right. other great songs. Yeah, yeah. But you know this song really well. I'm also like, how do I know it so well? You know, because I, I right. guess you know just just hearing it around. But what, whatever. Um, but uh, yeah, and then just really, it really. I think you're right. I mean, for us, when you said it, like, is it Brent? showpiece it is for us you know what i mean because we don't right it is yeah, what, what brent does is 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 what matters for us right and it's that it's it's that and when i think of this song because i listen to this era so infrequently he stands out the most yep and it's just a completely different aesthetic for me um, yep. but it, for this song, it's absolutely the right aesthetic. It's absolutely yeah. this Agreed. lineups wheelhouse. Yeah. Um, I just, and, and even though he, he's not on the record, which is probably, I mean, if I had to go back to when I was like, a, you know, born the record mm. version is probably the version I've heard the most just because yep. I spent so much time listening to live stuff that this is not on, like you said, Yeah. but man, if he doesn't just fucking crush it. And what I will say about this song in general is for me, this song is weirdly timeless considering how much a product of its time it is. Right. It is such it is such a disco tune, but I still feel like this song, like I, I think like any almost anybody who hears this song is just gonna be like, yeah. You know, it, 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 but it doesn't, but it's not like ABBA. It's not like it's just pure no. disco. It, it is rock and roll while being disco-y, but then has this dark turn to it. And the l- lyrics are sort of dark and weird. And it just has this timelessness to it. Well, what other disco song do you listen to where you like are making like the stank face and like nodding along to it. Like, yeah, this is fucking stank dirty. Like no fucking disco song makes you do that. Like, cause it's got the rock. I mean, it's just like, just like disco. I mean, it's just fucking just pumping along. Yeah. It's just, yeah. Yeah. And what about, what about Jerry's, the style of Jerry's licks in between the verses is just, Oh yeah, they're so plentiful. <laughs> it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a bounty. It's a it's a veritable bounty of of joyous lyrics. Each I'm one is a snowflake, right? I mean, they're all different. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. it's like, so when I hear when I was listening to this at one point, I thought of and I, I know people 
the one, you know, when our moms listen to this, they're going to be like, you talk about <laughs> fish too much on a dead <laughs> podcast. But I remember an interview with Trey and, and also because nobody fucking asked Jerry good questions. So you don't have any Jerry interviews that are worth fucking repeating, but people actually took the time to ask Trey good questions. And Trey told a story once about being at some industry concert or something where, and he saw Prince play. Yeah. And he saw Prince's band and mm-hmm. he was like the rhythm guitar on Prince's band. He was like, I, he, he was just like blown away at how fucking tight the rhythms were and what it would, and, and just in awe of like how hard it would be to be Prince's guitar, rhythm guitarist. Oh man, L- listen to like uh, James Brown's rhythm guitar. Yeah, yeah that's it's, it. It's that's incredible. It. I believe he mentions I mean, that as well, like that type of thing. Yeah. When you hear Jerry ripping those fucking licks and Bobby playing those rhythms, the two of them together, and I know the clicky clacky keyboard just adds to it, but the two of them together, and they've been playing for 20 years already at this point, right? Together? Yeah. When we heard the great version in 85. Is just, I mean, those rhythms that they're playing, like the, 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 the notes that Jerry is choosing to accent and the notes he's not playing and the empty space he's leaving and where Bobby's coming in is just, I mean, it's just fucking tight. And it, 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 I mean, it's just funky as shit. Um, but, but, but the, the beauty of the dead is those two can be playing fucking hardcore funk and the other people in the band aren't necessarily playing funk and yeah. that's what that's what makes them so great is that Phil can just be playing like melodic modal leads on his bass guitar while yeah. those two are playing the craziest funk of all time and and the yeah. and the drummers are just holding down a rock beat and it's just right. it it just gives it an un an unreal flavor and it's it, it you, you you just don't hear shit like that. And, and I, I get it. Nine out of 10 people will rather, if they want to hear funk, they want to hear like Sly and the family stone or James Brown. And this is just has, you know, it's not funky enough for them and it just sounds soft or weak or weird to them, but, yeah. but it's, it's a but, different but it's mix just of different so stuff unique to me. And again, yeah, it's the fucking, exactly. it's uh, it, to me, it's just perfect. Yeah, it's that mix of of the rock and the funk and the whatever else, and even sometimes like we were saying from the the first version, almost that like twang in Jerry's guitar. Yeah, it was like, like a Kelly. Mix all it was the, like a fucking yeah. Telecaster song. They, they can mix all that stuff I mean, together. Prince played Telecasters, but true. Um, but they also played a guitar shaped like some crazy symbol. Right, was his name. but at its heart, <laughs> I believe that was a Telecaster. I think they really? were all were Telecaster. That yellow one he had, yeah. Yeah, they, yeah. I think they were all really just Telecasters with weird horn shapes on them. Mm-hmm. Or horny shapes. <laughs> yeah. All right. This is a little treat for you. Okay. This is not the version from the Day of the Dead. Yeah, it is. Oh, it's uh, Unknown Mortal Orchestra? Yes! I love those guys. Good. Yeah. 
know, we've listened to these guys together before they even did this. Right, furry friends. Funny friends. Yeah. Yeah. I remember putting that album on when we went to that fish show in Maine. That was a good show. Yeah. The, the, the ground smelled though, right? Oh, so muddy, so dirty, yeah. Stinky, stinky mud. Wasn't that the Inception show? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's really perfect band to do this. It is. And that, that sound is so great. Well, it, and after everything we just listened to, hearing that wobbly, weird, like almost wah sound yeah. is exactly what the dead were doing. It's like they recorded the whole song and then played it through a mouth harp. <laughs> right? Or a juice yeah. harp. No, I, I would never say that. I can I would, say that. I would never say that. I can say juice harp. <laughs> okay. You go ahead. Definite rubber band quality to this. Yeah. They weren't super fun though. I have a huge smile on my face. I mean, this is yeah. just it's super so fun. fun. And they weren't that funky a band to be. I and mean, they always had a good groove, but they became more funky as time went on. They're actually their albums after this were substantially funkier. The, the, the stuff of theirs that I listened to the most was just very layered and trippy, like dream pop. Yeah. Yeah, but it became much more funky afterwards. Dream, dream, psychedelic. Yeah, dream pop. But yeah, um, dream pop became more funky afterwards. That sounds like a vocal. That guitar, guitar is great. Yeah, it's almost like a funkadelic. Very much so. You said rubber band. That was uh, Bootsy Collins' band name, the rubber band. Really? Yeah. That's funny. Which is so appropriate because of his, his style. It was just... Yeah, I mean, this could be this could be a jam from Flashlight. Yeah. The way he's playing guitar is very much unknown more orchestra, though. Like he just sounds very, his chord voicings are very familiar. Yeah, like he's using a boomerang or something. Not a boomerang, a whammy. There it is. Yeah. <laughs> the song ended on me yelling whammy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was, yeah, like uh, he was using like a pedal that made like thirds or fifths or sixths or something. Yeah, but he does that. Uh, this is kind of his thing. Yeah, which is not a boomerang at all. No, nope, but super fun nonetheless. Really? Yeah. All right. I think we did it. Did we do it all and say it all? Uh, Several times over. We've said it all and we've done it all. Yeah. So I guess we'll uh, catch you next time on Codenames. All right. You going to say your catchphrase? Judge not. Let's be judged.